This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Ask myself, what am I doing here? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're an appropriate song. <laughs> we are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, the voice of Harlem. If you are just tuning in, this is Stanley Fritz. I'm here with Alyssa Fuchs, Jackie Cohen, and Selena Motherloving Hill. And what are we doing? We are talking about politics and important social issues. And right before we went on break, we were talking through the news roundup where we talk about our favorite news stories. And some of the things we covered was a hurricane, the death toll in Haiti, the FARC. If you haven't looked up the FARC yet, look up the FARC. It's pretty interesting, as well as Birth of a Nation with Nate Parker. And now we're going to start our conversation on Donald Trump. And I'm going to throw it to Selena Hill because she's got the keys. Oh, yeah. I got the keys, keys, keys. Right. So the last 48 hours have been something of a whirlwind. But then again, everything in this election has been pretty chaotic. Late Friday night, it was revealed that in 2005, 11 years ago, Donald Trump made very vulgar and lewd comments about women. Now you may be saying, okay, what's new? Surprise, surprise, Donald Trump is sexist. But this time he actually outdid himself and took it a step even further, which I thought was impossible. So he said, he basically admitted that he sexually assaults women. He said to uh, Billy Bush, who is a cousin of Jeb Bush, back in 2005. I know, the coincidence here, right? The oh, irony. Is he really? I didn't know that. Yes, he is a cousin of Jeb Bush. Uh, he So Billy Bush was working for NBC. And supposedly, Donald Trump had in, um, he was going to be featured on a soap opera. So they were doing like some type of interview and he was so Donald Trump had a mic on and he was talking to Billy Bush and the mic was on and he knew the mic was on like he knew that he was mic'd up he knew that he was mic'd up and he he tells Billy Bush you know when there's women around you know sometimes I just pop in a tic tac and I just try to kiss them you know (laughs) and then he says and then he says you know then he makes these comments saying and I'm paraphrasing when you're rich when you're a celebrity when you have power you can just grab them by the vagina except for he didn't use the word vagina he, he, said the, he said he said the <laughs> p word Punani. No, it wasn't Punani either. Punani. He said the that other people. That makes me you shudder. Know, like, so many people have talked about how vulgar his comments are. and like, But it's not about the vulgarity, right? The mm-hmm. vulgarity isn't the issue. Like, you're vulgar. I'm vulgar sometimes. Like, we Pro- say sometimes. things that are profane. <laughs> Professor Harden, like, we're not vulgar on air. Please. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, in life, like, that's not the issue. The issue is the privilege, right? It's yeah. this, this idea that because he's a celebrity, because he's rich, because he has money, because he has power, that he can can do whatever he wants, that he could grab a woman and kiss her even though she she doesn't consent, that he could grab a woman's privates even though she doesn't consent, and that they'll let him do whatever he wants because he has money and power. That is the problem with this. It's not the vulgarity. And when he came and apologized for... I'm sorry if my language offended anybody, then he wasn't apologizing for the actions. He was apologizing for the vulgarity, which isn't even the issue. I disagree. I push back on that. I think the vulgarity is an issue. And well, well, here's the thing. I know that Donald Trump wasn't running for office in 2005, but I think that for, you know, for him to speak in that tone and use that type of offensive language right. towards women that is very sexually aggressive and, and could end violent and for him to say it like that speaks a lot and the thing is when it comes to Donald Trump's popularity his supporters say I love the fact that he speaks from his heart yeah that's what's in his heart grabbing yeah. women by the p-word <laughs> so it is the vulgarity for me I mean so- I I think that like for me when I heard this I was just sort of like 
yeah, like, of course he said this. Like, yeah. is and I'm so amazed that people are like, like, I had a very good friend of mine text me um, after this came out and was like, you know what? Like, I can't. Like, not that he was, like, cool with Donald Trump, but he was like, this is, like, the moment, like, this is my breaking point where I can't just, like, continue to watch and not flip out. And for me, it was sort of like, no, like, like, of course he said this, right? Of course he would say something like this because he's only portrayed himself as somebody that would say something like this. And he's not the only man on earth to, like, say something like this about women, but he fits that mold so perfectly. So, like, I'm glad that people are angry about it. Like, we'll see if this does anything to affect him in the polls, I guess. But, like, of course, like, I don't understand why people are so, like, shocked that he would say something like this. Like, this is who he is. Well, let me be very clear. Guys have definitely definitely have locker room talk and we say some things. I have no male friends, nor have I ever said anything close to this. And you guys know me well enough to know that the stuff that I say on the show is not even close to the stuff that I say off air. Yeah. And it's ridiculousness. And... That that's just like straight up violence against women. And let's be clear, there was a football player two years ago who got a who got a, convicted of a rape and got five years in prison right. for grab for grabbing women by the vagina. Yes, rape. And get get this though, he wasn't even at the party that they said that he was at where he did this and he was convicted. He was a black man. So now when I hear a rich racist white man talking about grabbing people by the vagina and then someone else laughing and then I see people on my Facebook page saying saying oh well we've all talked about that but. I know in my heart, and I know probably factually, that if this was Barack Obama who had said something like this, they would have called mm. him a thug, a savage, and every name and word under the book. But I'm also even more frustrated, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you folk again, and you guys are not going to like it, but I'm, I'm not surprised that I'm frustrated that white people, it took, them, it took him attacking white women for y'all to get mad. Mm. When he called black thugs, no one said anything. When he called Mexicans rapists, no one said anything. When he bashed gays, when he said that he was going to ban Muslims from the country, no one said anything. Everyone was like, oh, well, you know, he doesn't really mean it. And then he said something about Becky with the good hair. And all of a sudden, everybody's disavowing him. And they're not even disavowing him for the, for the, for pretty much like bragging about rape. They're disavowing him because he used some curse words. So you get what you make. I mean, I think that's, I push back that people aren't disavowing him for talking about rape. I think that the majority of people who are disavowing him are not, are, are disavowing him because of the fact that he was talking about sexual assault. Uh, you know, yes, I think that there are some people who are very offended by the words that he used, but like ultimately, I, I think that the sexual assault piece does have a lot to do with it. And I also want to push back on the idea that nobody said anything when he called Mexican rapists or this. Like, people have been saying Let's things. Let's talk about his supporters. Like, his supporters, and right. Donald Trump, exactly. the GOP like, accepted Donald Trump as their nominee, and he said these things. Right. So but this do, is that's, do we, like, that's what you should focus but on. But do we think, though, that like his supporters are really that upset? I mean, he did issue an apology, which is like the first time he's ever apologized for anything. And I watched it, and then I, like an idiot in the middle of the night, decided, oh, this is on Facebook. I'm going to look at the Facebook comments on this video because I hate myself, and started reading all the things that, that women, that women were saying, that were like, we understand. Donald, boys will be boys. This is how men talk. We're not like really offended by it. As long as we have a president that's not a criminal like Hillary Clinton, like you still have our vote. And I was just like, what is wrong with people that they would still see something? So like, how much do we think that this really affects his supporters? Well, 
no, no, that that's true. And I wanted to talk about <laughs> that too. Like out. what this says about sexism in society, the fact that people are almost his supporters, some of them are almost dismissive towards it, where they're saying, Well, yeah, it's just locker room talk and boys will be boys. And I think that that points to a larger systematic ill where it's like if you say something that is sexually violent towards women, it's boys being boys. Right. If you try to look up a girl's skirt on the subway or on the train, oh, you know, you're getting a little carried away. And it's like we take we have we've adopted this attitude where it's normalized to either sexually assault women physically or say things verbally. Right. And you know, and then people want to turn it around and turn it like, oh, let's talk about Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton's not running for president, okay? Anymore. Let's, let's make this very clear. Like, and you know what? It, it's it's apples and oranges. It's a deflection game. It's literally game. oranges. It's, it's literally a deflection game where it's like, okay, but 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 let's talk about Bill Clinton. No, let's talk about Donald Trump. Like, you, your only reason you're bringing up Bill Clinton is because you can't defend the indefensible, right. right? Even Mike Pence had to come out and say, like, I can't defend this. But the fact of the matter is, is, you know, Mike Pence is the guy who, if you got raped, would send you to have that child. So, right. you know, like, he's really, he can sit there and say, oh, I can't defend Donald and his comments, but he, if if Donald was to go sexually assault somebody and that person was to get pregnant, Mike Pence would be the first person to tell that woman she has to have the baby. Because what? Mike Pence believes that he can push his religion on other people. Selena? No, so on that note, we do have to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. When we come back, we will continue this conversation about Donald Trump and his admittance to grabbing women by the vagina. Should he step down, and where will the Republican Party go from here? It seems like they hit a breaking point. Yeah, so guys, I'm putting on some more Solange to get us back in our happy hey, place. Hey, Solange! I know we played this earlier, but come on, this is a good this song. This is my song. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard. Selena, did you want to say something? Yeah. Okay. On 90.3 FM, <laughs> WHCR, the voice of Harlem. I knew that was coming. That's uh, why I didn't even say anything. That's so, right. Uh, in your face. So we're back, guys. Yes, my name is Selena Hill. I'm here with Stanley Fritz, Alyssa Fuchs, and Jackie Cohen. And we're speaking about how the GOP has finally hit rock bottom. How? Because Donald Trump admits to sexually assaulting women, which may be shocking or it may not be. It's not shocking. It, for, 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 for me, it is because I still think there's some shock value there when I hear people admitting to sexual violence against women. But speaking of that, a number of Republicans, including John Senator John McCain um, and about a dozen Republicans across the country, some in even battleground states, are calling for Donald Trump to step down and for another Republican to step up to be the nominee. Now, as much as people would like another nominee, either Mike Pence to step up or somebody else to run for office against Hillary Clinton, that may not be legally possible. Chicken or fish. And I know Alyssa wanted to pretty much explain... How that ballot goes. Yeah, so, I mean, listen, the GOP, to use their own phrase, they built that, right? Um, and they can't unbuild it now. So, basically, what I'm talking about is the deadlines for, like, the ballots. So, 
in theory, the GOP could remove him from the ticket. Well, they may not even be able to do that because under their own bylaws, it says that the only way to have a new nominee after one is nominated is death, incapacity, or they step down on their own. So unless Donald Trump was to bow out on his own or die or become incapacitated, which the first two are probably not going to happen. And let's be honest, Donald Trump is in this to the end. He's not going to drop out. So because that would make him a loser, which he's not. So he's not going to drop out. So like uh, there's two like separate levels of legality. There's the first, which is like the the party bylaws under the party bylaws. They really can't remove him anyway. But even if they could and they could put somebody else in there, their next issue is the actual ballot itself, which is early voting has already started. Lots of people in lots of states have already cast ballots. Um, and in a lot of other states, the deadline to get on the ballot has long passed. Um, in some cases, the it, it has just passed. And in other cases, it's long passed. And these ballots have already been printed and they've been mailed out. And, like, things are ready to go for, for the election, which is in less than 30 days. So there is literally, without, an, like, tons and tons of litigation, any way to get Donald Trump off the ballot and get somebody else on. Now, that said, the last piece of this equation, because I know, I think we have a caller that's yeah, saying wants to go to the last piece of this equation is um that let's remember when you're going into vote you're not actually voting for a candidate you're voting for an elector right we have an electoral college and a lot of people forget we do not have a popular election the popular election doesn't really matter the so basically when you go in and you vote for donald trump what you're really doing is you're voting for an elector who will cast a ballot for the republican candidate which means in theory if donald trump could would to was to like bow out then people could just go in and vote for Donald Trump anyway. And if he amassed enough electoral college votes for those electors, those electors could cast their ballot to whoever the GOP picks. Mm. Um, But that obviously would create an issue because all these people would be going in thinking they're casting their vote for Donald Trump. um, But then these electors would not be bound to that and they would be able to go to vote for whoever the GOP's nominee. But that would still go back to them having to get around the bylaws. So that's Mm. like your quickie within a segment. Oh, well, thanks for that, Alyssa. We do have have yes, a call on the line. line. Miss Deborah, my favorite, she's back. Miss Deborah, let your voice Last be heard. Night, hi. Last night, I came in and I heard this show. It was late night. And, you know, they just couldn't stop. You know, they just had to have something on. So they put this radio show on. And I'm telling you, they played what he said, and the people still want him. And mo- a lot of them... One man almost seemed like he wanted to cry because he could not, he did not want to hear what this guy said. He said, yeah, it's one thing to talk, it's another thing to hear it. And he did not want to hear it. Most, a lot of the, a lot of the people were women. They, they banked on him 100%. They said it was 10 years ago or however many years ago. And, 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 you know, uh, you know, he should not. And then they went to Hillary, of course, where we should get on Bill about what he did and blah, blah, blah. I mean, if it were me and I had children, I would be afraid for them if my mind went like that. Because, I mean, like, the men just didn't seem to care. They didn't care that he would grab somebody by the vagina. They didn't care about what he said even about his own daughter. Yeah, well, that's another tape that we like yeah. call her a sexy piece, so you know what. Right. I mean, things like that 
if you don't find anything wrong with it, what would you do to your own children? No, that's a great point, Ms. Durbin. It actually leads me to my next question, which is why are people still supporting Donald Trump? And what does this say about, what does his popularity say about our country? And Ms. Deborah touched on the fact that men don't seem to care and women seem to be even more supportive. Something that bothers me a lot is oftentimes, you know, you'll see these videos, and I think Stanley sh- like shared a great one months ago where um, you'll call out people that are engaged in sort of sexist behavior by like getting like saying, well, how would you feel if this was your mother or if this was your own daughter or something? And oftentimes for like non-psychopathic men, it will like trigger something in their mind that's like, yeah, that would be really awful. And I never really thought about it that way. But look at how Donald Trump talks about his own daughter. Like he does not care about women at all. He does not care about sexualizing his own daughter, which I think is so disgusting. Just to cut in, for those who don't know, Donald Trump has bragged multiple occasions that he would have sex with his daughter. And when she introduced him at like, the literally. national convention, he tried to touch her about her butt. Like, when she was an infant, he said that when people in an interview asked, um, you know, how is your daughter? He said, well, she has her mother's legs. We don't know if she has her mother's chest yet, basically. Wow. Um, when the, when and Obama was, was a, yeah, We talked about that last night, actually. An infant. It's, like, disgusting. So I don't know how people are still supporting him, but I think that, like I said before, like, this isn't surprising. Like, of course he said something like this. And he has said some of the most heinous things I've ever heard, and people have continued to support him. And... I think that people are just resent like like Miss Deborah said like this is some of the stuff that I was reading as far as reactions from his supporters that it was ten years ago boys will be boys he doesn't mean it like Trump supporters have deluded themselves into thinking like he just talks like this but in his heart of hearts he doesn't really mean some of the things that he says which is like crazy to me well to- you know it's like Selena said once when you say racist things you're racist like right exactly if it quacks like a duck it's a duck I mean listen I, this the, like we know more about Donald Trump's plan on how to sexually assault women than we do about Donald Trump's plan <laughs> to fight ISIS okay but, but I think that the right has done a phenomenal job of turning Hillary into such an epic villain that it doesn't matter what he says she is still you know some of the stuff I was reading was that you know he said this 10 years ago I'd rather have someone who like clearly he's very sorry he seems very sorry in his apology that he put out but it's better than having Hillary who's actively committing crimes get into office and like ruin our country like that is the mindset people act like Hillary came to the house and slapped their mother exactly and like like, three years ago everybody loved Hillary Clinton all of a sudden it's like Hillary Clinton starts running for president everybody hates her I just I just want to one more thing on then I'm going to throw it over to Selena and it's something that came up before which is this idea like do you have a daughter do you have a wife do you have a mother like to me I don't have any kids but when I heard these comments my first thought was how can somebody with a daughter vote for this man who thinks that it's okay to commit a sexual assault against women because he has money and this is the questions that I have for you so um, you know if you're a Donald Trump voter and you're listening uh, you know how can you how can you vote for somebody with if you have a daughter and how would you like it if a man, any man, said or thought that it was okay to grab your daughter by the vagina without her consent? And furthermore, how would you like it if a man did that to your daughter, and how would you feel about that? And and if you can't answer those questions, I have one more for you, which is, if you are still voting for this man and you have a daughter, how do you look at her in the face? Yeah. Right, no, those are great points, but it always leads me back to why is it that we only care about women 
women when they're directly related to us. We have to always put it in that equation, right? We have to say, like, oh, that could be your daughter or your mother. How about this person is a human being and they deserve the same autonomy and agency that you do as a man? So I don't, the, the mother daughter argument always makes me uncomfortable because I feel like it plays into that system of sexism that we have now. Right. But I want to say, you know, how did, you know, the next question and the last question that I want to just throw out for the panel is how did we even get to this point? It seems that the GOP itself has reached a breaking point. We know after they lost the election in 2012 to President Barack Obama, they said they made a vow that they were going to try to expand their party. They're going to try to market themselves differently and try to wheel in and uh, appeal to black voters, brown voters, and LGBT people in our country. But unfortunately, they have pivoted against that, and they have Donald Trump as the leader who is doing everything they said they would not do. And now he is the front, uh, the face of the Republican Party, and they seem doomed. I mean, again, they built that. They could say all they want in public that they wanted to expand their outreach to Hispanics and to minorities and to women and to LGBT or whoever, but they have come into office. They have continued to block the president's agenda throughout the the second term of his presidency. They have fanned the flames of racism, of xenophobia. They've talked about, um, you know, immigrants in a poor light. They've talked about black people in a poor light. They have talked about women in a poor light. They have tried to pass laws that defund Planned Parenthood, that are anti-LGBT in the name of religious discrimination, and then they wonder why Donald Trump has emerged as their candidate. Like, (laughs) you built this. You created this situation. You know, and then on top of that, you have right-wing media circles like Rush Limbaugh, like Fox News, that have created this bubble. And so all these people on the right live in this bubble. Like, this was a joke, obviously, um, but there was a meme that we put up yesterday And it was Kellyanne Conaway. And on the bottom of it, it says, he meant he would help her hold her cat. Okay. And that is, that is like a microcosm of the spin machine that that has been created by the right wing, which is, we didn't mean that. He didn't mean that. He didn't say that. He didn't do that. We didn't try and pass legislation that did that, or we're going to deflect it. And then they wonder, like, this is what you created because of the fires that you have continued to fan over the four years. And you know where it starts? It starts with the racist birther myth. Yeah. Well, we're taking final comments now from the panel. <laughs> so, um, Selena is mad right now. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> look, look, the Republican Party is racist. Straight and simple. I don't care what you say to me. Don't debate me. The Republican Party is racist. Does that mean that all Republicans are racist? No, but you are problematic. And uh, Professor Harden told me I can't say things. You are problematic. And you have issues because you have not called out or stepped up to do something about it. I have a Republican right now on, on the Facebook Live who commented, people support Trump because they don't like crooked Hillary. What has Hillary been convicted for? What has she been convicted for? Nothing. You're still trying to call Hillary Clinton con- a convict and a criminal when you have someone who is running for president, who has, A, put up front page ads to have black people hung and call them savages, who has, B, promised to ban an entire region of people from this country, who has, C, called Mexicans rapists, who has now, D, talked badly on white women so he's a problem, and you're still trying to find some way to come out on the other side of this. The Republican Party is racist, it is homophobic, it is xenophobic, and like Alyssa said, they built that and what you built is what you get if you act like a oh professor harden if you act (laughs) problematic you will create problematic which is why you have these extreme voters who are problematic and you have an extreme party with problematic policies and you have a problematic candidate 
you did that. Good for you. Uh, Jackie, last words. Again, I'm not shocked that this came out. It was sort of just like... I'm shocked at sort of the reaction from people that I know that this was the last straw for them. I mean, I'm glad that, you know, whatever, like I always say, like, I don't care when you become woke as long as you are. Like, right. I'm a little surprised that it took this long and this comment. But I think that Selena re- and Stanley actually raised a really good point that, like, it's because it's, like, about white women. And so now, like, a lot of people care, which I think is true. And that is really problematic that he has said the amount of horrific, heinous Things that have come out of his mouth have been tremendous. So, Can I jump in for yeah, one second, please. Jackie? I'm sorry, but I just know that if they would, he would have said this about a black woman, no one would care. Right. I I agree with you because people are so racist and don't care and don't see outside their own immediate world. But I think that this is so in line with who he has. You know, it's like the Maya Angelou quote, quote, like when people tell you who they are, believe them the first time. Like he has told us time and time again who he is, and now people are just starting to believe him. Like he has made this clear from the start that this is the guy that he is. So I, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, Alyssa, final comments or no? Uh, no, let's go to the quickie. Okay, so I'll just wrap it up with uh, my final comments by saying that, yeah, you know, I think that Jackie was right to use that Maya Angelou quote to say, you know, when people show them, show you who, who they are, believe them. We know exactly who Donald Trump is, but I don't think that's the scariest part of this scenario. I think what's even scarier is the fact that no matter how vulgar, no matter how lewd no matter how crude offensive and insulting he is in practice or he has been in speech people continue to come out and defend him and support him this is indefensible the fact that he had multiple lawsuits against him and the justice department had to step in because he was discriminating against black people from uh, moving into his real estate properties is a huge problem and that's another aspect and another element of who donald trump is on top of the fact that he is very is sexually violent uh, verbally towards women he has been extremely inflammatory towards immigrants and has called mexicans things like drug dealers and rapist and i mean no matter how big and ugly he presents himself to be if you can somehow find it in your heart to support him i think you need to be you need to take an intercept uh, introspective look at yourself and figure out where are your policies where are your principles and where are where is your morale look at who this man is regardless of his tax policy and what and the, regardless of whatever else you think he would be better at doing than hillary clinton look at who he is and then take a hard look because it's very telling of who you are now, on that note, we do have to take a quick break. But when we come back, Alyssa will be giving us a quickie on Donald Trump's running mate, Mike Pence. 1738. I'm like, hey, what's up? Hello. Since you're pretty, pretty soon as you came in the door. 